This is Dickwick with a crossover. Do you quit what I quit? Come ye to live for remix. Hi, hello. 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 Welcome to our special crossover episode of Do You Queer What I Queer and Undecided Podcast. My name is Tara Mahoney and I'm here with my three co-hosts, Kate Reeve. Hi, Kate. Hey. And Elliot. And I don't know your last name. I'm not going to say it, but oh also I'm with your Tom. last name. Goodbye. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hi, I'm here too. So I'm here with Kate, Tom, and Elliot. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. And Yo. And and we're doing a very special episode, a a beautiful harmonic medley of the two stuff. The two the two. That's delicious. I'm, I love I love where you're going with it. Just keep on like I want to hear what I'm, else. I'm selling it. Yeah. I'm Watering selling it. Yeah. Um, uh, a harmonic medley so. of our of the structures of both of our podcasts. Yeah. And I can't wait to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to uh, I'd like to start off by handing the uh, the baton over to my two male co-hosts of the end of the table. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is male supremacy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't you dare. No misogyny here. I mean. Um, So, yeah. So, that's Elliot. And that's Tom. We're from (laughs) Do Crew and I Queer, which is a... um, Call me by your name. Comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have things to say about that. No, but... uh, We're a comedy storytelling crying fest of a podcast. And we're really, really happy to be joined with you guys, too. Yay! Um, so I can't wait for all of us to talk in cacophony. Mm-hmm. Just for our our Dickwick listeners out there, uh, Undecided is a Toronto millennial politics podcast, and we're really hoping you can educate not only us but also our listeners because we don't know shit. We're so stupid. <laughs> and 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 likewise, us when it comes to queer issues, we yeah. have no idea what we're Neither doing. Neither do we, but we'll <laughs> scream anyway. Help! Help! <laughs> Um, so one of the gimmicks that uh, Elliot and I have on Dickwick is uh, starting each week with a a Here. color. Oh, <laughs> please! Um, it's happening. A, a color that we're uh, feeling for the day that sort of is going to inform the episode for us. And I know that's very abstract, and it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So Great. if you want, Elliot, why don't you go first? Yeah, you guys start, and, and then we'll then, think about our yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll help them. So out. my color this week is peach. Um, for like, like your bottom a multitude of reasons. Yeah, like a peachy bottom is my color. Um, one because I'm really anxious about the upcoming election, oh. which I mean, hopefully you guys can can let us know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it would be more orange, but like the anxiety is dulling it a little bit, so it's peachy, oh, yeah. right? Um, mm. Second thing is Pride's coming up, and like that's just peachy, and I'm <laughs> super excited about that. I love it. I'm picturing you also as Princess Peach right now from Nintendo. <laughs> that was my third one. It was oh, shit. <laughs> I don't remember my third one, but let's go with that. I feel like Princess Peach this week. And it's oh no, a guy showed me his dick on the way over here. That's what it was. <gasps> Peachy. Yeah, it was a peach dick, and I yeah. wasn't. I didn't want it. No one wanted it, <laughs> and it was really upsetting. Thank yeah. you again, the patriarchy. No yeah. one wants to see your fucking dick. Yeah. Well, flashback. Another to running it. theme. Yeah. Yeah. Flashback yeah. to Kate's story from yeah. episode seven. Yeah. Flashback. Mm. Episode Kate. seven. Look at you doing your homework over here. I'm so impressed. You are our biggest fan. Is it happening? I 
well, on, to wear your on episode three, minute forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> it's inspired my color today, which is um, uh, which is severe orange. Okay, it's severe Ooh. orange for the second day in a row. Ever the NDP have sort of overtaken the conservatives in the oh my polls. God, that's mm. great and I know that this yeah. is supposed to be undecided, and oh I should God. probably I feign mean, that I'm undecided, but mm. I'm like that's sort of what's giving me a little bit of oh, hope yeah. and encouragement mm. moving forward. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So. Kate, what's your color? Well, okay, I'm kind of I'm undecided on this one. Oh, mainly because oh, holy shit. Apropos, oh, thank holy you. Shit. Um, mainly because I'm also really excited about the orange wave. So I would say I'm more orange, but I'm orange also crush. orange crush, but I'm also really hungover. So like, <laughs> so I feel like, like trash. Kind of like. <laughs> so I would say I'm like. Like a pale like a orange, brown. like a pukey I'm, color. I would say I'm like a brown, like a, like a taupe, maybe a light taupe. So, I love light taupe. That's a perfect. light taupe. Yeah. Like, like the first color in an eyeshadow palette is how I feel right now. Oh yeah. Like I want to bind my book in you. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? like, yeah. Like no. Exactly. Like my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Ew. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's me. What about you, Tara? Um, I don't know. My color is kind of like uh, riffing off Elliot's a little bit, but it's like a deep burgundy. Oh. Um, mm. I'm a little anxious, uh, leftover anxious from, uh, I had midterms this week, summer midterms, summer mm. Ew. It's, it's. I know. I just, I just feel like there's a lot going on right now, like in a really good way, but I'm also in a, in a way that like I have 400 plates uh, like all spinning and I'm like, how do I keep them all? <laughs> um, so, yeah, my color's burgundy. How'd you I do like in your this... midterms? I think I did great. She I does, think I did she great. Did Her face is sort of speaking otherwise. <laughs> I just, I don't mean to out you. But no, no, no. I should have respected your closet on that. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, I think I did well. Uh, uh, but, uh, but burgundy it is. Before I move on, I just have to say, so for our listeners who expect a weekly Pamela, um, oh our God. mascot Pamela. couldn't be here. Oh. She's a giant porcelain cat. We love her to death. Oh, my God. Um, she has, like, a flavor of the week every week. And mm. so this is Pamela this week. Oh, my. Oh, I see. She's an undecided millennial. <laughs> yeah, she's really, she's doing a good job. She tied her plaid around her waist. She has oh a mason God. jar of vodka, and she has a backwards hat. And she's just here to hear what you guys have to say about jar the election. Vodka. She wow. just doesn't know. She's, she looks undecided, I'll say that. Yeah, she I'm, just got back from Trinity Bellwood. Also, <laughs> please note her reusable straw. Yeah. Like, oh, my oh God, wow. Pamela. She's the voice of our so generation. So she really is. Pamela, you're so on brand. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so that's a great segue into uh, into the... Into the news of the week. Yeah. Porcelain cat into um, Doug Ford's campaign finance. Porcelain cat. Speaking of porcelain <laughs> natural fucking yeah. cats. Natural progression. <laughs> yeah. Fat cat. Yeah, <laughs> fat cat. Um, Tara, can you tell us a bit about that? Oh, yeah. So um, big news from this week. Uh, it was a little bit last week, too, but we, we got more details this week. Doug mm. Ford attended a fundraiser um, uh, that cost $250 a plate. And two thousand dollars to sit at the Big Papa head table, Ew, the big, big por- Papa, the big porcelain cat head table, <laughs> uh, uh, where you would get personal access to Doug Ford. So, Ew. Um, Ew. Personal people will pay to avoid to that, Doug- yes, not to gain that. I know, <laughs> I know. Good point. Um, yeah. So, the, uh, so um, I'd rather have access to syphilis. There's. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
uh, I love this commentary. Can you come on every week? <laughs> Pulls yes. no punches. Um, so so this fundraiser happened, and there's no reason that anyone of our listeners, uh, either Dickwick or Undecided, uh, but you're actually, as a politician in Ontario, not allowed to attend political party fundraisers or p- fundraisers in your name uh, or for your party because... Um, because election financing laws and um that's something that really sets us apart from the united states we are um really lucky in this country to have our uh uh, policies uh government policies very uh less much less influenced uh than the united states uh by rich people Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really important thing Mm -hmm. um and it's it sets us apart in a big way now that doesn't mean that doesn't happen it it happens but um you are only allowed to donate like 300 or three thousand dollars total to a provincial party in this province and you can you have to spread it out through like your local candidate and the party and the something else i can't remember but it doesn't matter basically that's uh, really neat. I didn't know that. That's yeah, so it's kind of boring, but it's also really important not because at then you all don't boring. get the cork, the Koch brothers uh, kind of stuff that you're running have in America. Exactly. Just a different kind of Koch brothers up here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, it's illegal for uh, political candidates to attend fundraisers, and uh, Doug Ford did it. So he's getting a lot of flack for that this week. And uh, that's the end of that story. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. One thing I want to say is a lot of people are critical of this new election financing law. It's pretty new. Uh, like within the last year in, in Ontario, you're not allowed to attend party fundraisers. But I think that it because um, uh, it's hard. It, it makes it hard to uh, it makes it hard to fundraise. Like a lot of uh, the fundraising comes from big donations. But one thing that it does encourage is for parties to get creative about how they're going to fundraise from the grassroots. And I have to say I'm in support of that. Dickwick <laughs> is also in support. Yeah, we of second that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wait, we're allowed to have differing opinions on things. We're sharing a mic today. I don't think we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, for listeners at Fine, home. Fine, we support. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tom and uh, Elliot are sharing a mic at the end of the table and they're just like kind of leaned in towards it's each other. It's the cutest we've ever been. No, it is the cutest they've ever been. It's disgusting. Yeah. Tom is stabbing <laughs> me under the table right it's now. It's adorable. <laughs> um, what's next in the news, Kate? That's kind of it. Like, we're going to talk about some other stuff, but. We don't need to. It's kind of boring. So we can just move right into the the meat of the thing. We have a lot to cover. Yeah, Yeah, we we do. do. Tons of meat here. Tons of meat. Yeah, someone rein me in, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, No. All right, so shall we move to the party platforms? Yeah, let's do it. Um, why don't we start with the liberals? All right. Wait, before we do this, can mm. I, I just say we have a few listeners who are not from Canada. Right. Also from not, not from Ontario. So can you just maybe like give a brief overview of um, what the parties are and what our electoral system looks like Ooh, from sure. the outside in? Yeah, so basically there's an upcoming provincial election, which means that um, people who live in the province of Ontario are going to be voting on June 7th to elect the premier of Ontario. And the premier is kind of like the governor of a mm-hmm. state in the United States. But it's a little different because you vote for your MP, your MPP, your member of provincial parliament, and the uh, party that gets the most votes gets their leader in, in as premier. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, I think, than the United States. They vote directly, I think, for governor and for president and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got three parties. Uh, one is the 
they call themselves the progressive conservatives and sometimes they're progressive but mostly they're just conservative um, <laughs> not when you're Dougie Trump not when you're Dougie <laughs> Trump um, and Doug uh, Doug Ford is I almost called him Donald Trump uh, Doug Ford is running for the progressive conservative party and he is our Donald Trump uh, like it's uh, the, the, par- the, the parallels are yeah. uh, they're uncanny honestly he has spouted some of the same uh, like a lot of the same rhetoric that Donald Trump has uh, in spouted in full support of Donald Trump yeah also. um a very highly populist, um, but also like very bigoted and conservative. Um, uh, those not those are not form. those are not uh, synonyms necessarily, mm-hmm. but like he's very socially conservative. His platform mm-hmm. lacks any sort of substance. He also like, doesn't have also a platform. To yeah, go from. he just has like a series of promises that he's made. So hard to that know are, what like, he's. It's like somebody throws him an idea. He's like, yeah, that's my next that's promise. <laughs> We're gonna work hard Wait to make second. things better. Yeah. yeah. So he's the leader of the progressive conservative. Pro- Conservative Party. Oh my God, I can't even say it. And then you've got in the, Ontario, and then you've got the Liberals. They're the centrist party, but in his, but historically, in the last couple of years, they've swung farther left than the left party, uh, which I'll talk about next. Um, they seem to be competing for the entire uh, left vote in Ontario. Although in the polls recently, we've seen the the Ontario Liberals drop to third in place, the Progressive Conservatives drop to second, and the uh, NDP, the New Democratic Party. Uh, come uh, surge to first place. Mm-hmm. Um, it Yay, looks like orange weave. Mm-hmm. Orange weave. Uh, Can I also just say to you really fast, like for our American listeners, and you guys have covered this before in your podcast, but our like political spectrum is, I feel like, a lot more condensed to the left side. Yeah, so yes, some sir. listeners might be shocked when we say what the PCs platform mm-hmm. are because it's not shocking to Canadians, yes, you yeah. know. But like the American. Yeah, for example, for example, Doug Ford has come out. Um, he said that uh, we, we've done a basic income pilot in Ontario, which basically means um, if you you basic income is like you get a bunch of money from the government every year. It's great. Um, and we're trying it out here. And Doug Ford has come out and said he won't stop that if he's elected premier, um, which is like a pretty like it's a pretty far left thing to do. Mm-hmm. So uh and then the last party is the NDP. They're the uh, classically they're the socialist party. They're the leftist party. Although federally and provincially they've come out uh, farther to the right of the liberals. So things are getting kind of jumbled up and crazy here. But <laughs> this uh, this election, uh, Andrew Horvath has come out with a, like a pretty far left uh, platform. So um, Kate, uh, I'm definitely happy to see that, and I think I can speak for Kate when she says that. Uh, when I say that, she does as well. Yeah, and the liberals. Last thing, the liberals have been in power. Ontario for 15 years Mm -hmm. so they are the the leading party right now Mm -hmm. and the premier is a woman Mm -hmm. the premier is liberal capital L and she's gay gay. (laughs) (laughs) um so that's uh, that's that's I guess a good like starting point yeah Yeah. so why don't we talk about the liberals policies about the LGBTQ or queer community so they have a bunch of stuff out about increasing mental health spending, about mm-hmm. increasing supportive housing units, and they're all like really big, boring numbers that I didn't write down. So I'm, I'm not going to say them. But they're they're putting more money. We're into, not the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watch CTV. I'm not yeah. here for that. Three point eight billion plus two point five billion for extra for mental health and yeah. stuff like that. So on a broad scale, they're doing a lot for big things that will impact the queer community disproportionately, like mm-hmm. mental health. And I know you guys want to talk about safe injection sites, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that too. Um, the NDP uh, have promised to uh, prioritize p- primary and secondary mm-hmm. procedures yeah. for trans people. 
talking like every word you're looking at me with a question. But yeah, you're right. And then they've also they've also said that they're going to completely fund. Um, transition uh, drugs, mm-hmm. um, which is it's gigantic. That's enormous. That's mm-hmm. like, and I didn't even know that until today. Mm-hmm. Me neither, and that's enough to <laughs> buy my vote. For yeah, me. no, it's weird because they don't talk about it that much, but it's right in their platform document. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could really. Points. I, c- I feel like they could really like get like get we, some support. Yeah. For we it. all discussed this before, and mm-hmm. I like. I feel like I should bring it up again just so that everyone can hear. But it was really difficult to sort of sift through these parties' platforms mm-hmm. to find any sort of information on their on their specific views on the LGBT community. Which, like, it's 2018. You should hit a keyword plus platform plus the party, and you should get that information. Absolutely. Right? Uh-huh. I don't know. I just feel like it's not accessible. Well, it's just crazy because, like, the theme of like. Kate and I's podcast basically is like we looked through the boring platform document mm-hmm. and it was really hard to understand yeah. slash find. So um, I Bless think like, guys. like <laughs> no, but I, I really think like I, I would love to see any of these parties come out and like try to make something uh, like any sort of literature that is more accessible that isn't like we're going to improve this. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to. I'm a, an educated voter. I want to know how you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, oh, wait, I guess we didn't talk about uh, one thing we should go back and say is that the liberals uh, implemented a sex ed curriculum in the last yeah. couple years um, that is huge uh, for the queer community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Tom, you should talk about that a little bit because this is your thing. Yeah, it is something that I'm quite passionate about. Um, this curriculum is next level. I've said this in past episodes of Dickwick before, but I really do want to continue to stand behind it because it's something that the whole world should be looking to. Uh, especially the rest of Canada, especially mm-hmm. the rest of North America. But um, it there's some rhetoric out there about that it's inappropriate for children. And that's just wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've read through the entire thing. It took me forever. But it was really worth the read because I just wanted to hear. Like, I wanted to make up my own mind about it. Mm-hmm. No, your kids are not learning about anal sex in first grade. That's <laughs> ridiculous. In you heard no- it here first, folks. In yeah. nowhere Breaking in this news. entire document is there anything about anal sex. Oh no, that's God. not a thing <laughs> that first graders learn. It's not a thing that eighth graders learn. Like, it's something that can be brought up and talked about maybe when you're 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's brought up and talked about. But that's not... It, I, I just hate that, that that's sort of been the argument about it. Mm-hmm. From what I can tell is from the early grades, it's... So I, I will say this too. This is the health curriculum it's broken up into three different parts and one part is healthy living and this is another smaller part of that part of healthy living so it's not like when you're taking health in school the entire thing is about sex ed that's ridiculous of course not there's only going to be a small portion of every you know half semester that lends itself to this Mm -hmm. and in the early grades it's about um Healthy living, healthy eating, safety, allergies. It's about senses Sounds and body really parts. Bad. Sounds exactly. really, really like, threatening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Plug your ears if you yeah. don't want me to go on. Yeah, keep really your kids safe. Uh, you're, you're offending me right now. It's about <laughs> hygiene. It's about growth and change. It's about inclusion. It's about religious inclusion. It's about indigenous inclusion. Now we get into third grade, and it's about more family inclusion. So you learn about that there's there can be a kid with one parent or two parents or two parents of the same gender. And oh no, you know what I mean. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Oh no. And then, like moving forward, in you know, in the uh, secondary grades, you learn about 
puberty and how it affects your body, how it affects your emotions. You start to learn about mental health. You start to learn about online safety, which is a huge thing. And then in the later grades, you continue to learn about puberty. You learn about sex. You learn about abstaining from sex and how important that is. You learn about proper birth control. Like, it's just all things that I know you guys both said, Tara and Kate, you both said that you grew up in the Catholic system mm. just like I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any of this education. Can I just say, I grew up in the public school system. I also didn't get any of this education. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a game changer for me. Like, mm-hmm. they, they focus on mental health. They focus on inclusion. They focus on bullying. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all really hot tickets. Yeah. And... It's something that should be celebrated. Sorry, I went off on a huge oh my God, tangent no, no, there. Right. No, no, that, no. I was, I was just going to add to that. That like, um, and I think that you guys should speak to this more. Is I feel uh, I was, I did not experience being a queer person uh, in second grade, or before or after that. But I expect that if somebody told me that it was cool if I was in a girls then it might be very comforting to me as a second grader or a third grader or years grader. of shame and years of stigma would have like, been washed away like, yeah, it like, literally would have done the most speak to that literal years yeah. yeah yeah so when i was lucky enough to take my uh my teaching degree and i taught in grade six for a while and part of what i taught was um uh was about stereotypes and how these 12 year olds were to break those down and so like we i did a little drama game with them after the teacher had taught them about inclusion. There's, and there's your theater degree. <laughs> there it is. Just there like it that. is. <laughs> and it was find a minority group, whether it be someone who with a different sexual orientation, gender expression, race, ethnicity, religion, and even mental health, and figure out why that person might be on on the outside and develop a skit on how you can include that person. I know that sounds really hokey. No, that but is these amazing. Kids nailed it. They blew it out of the water. Oh and I like, God. I was a crying mess the entire time. I was an absolute anecdote what? corner. <laughs> Tom, what were you for Halloween that year? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, no, give it to me. Tom, Tom dressed up as a nerd and he goes into class and he has glasses like taped in the middle and like a, like a plaid shirt tucked in and all of his kids were like, Tom, that's a stereotype. You can't be a nerd. <laughs> So and I said, actually, I'm a football player. Joke's on you. <laughs> teaching. Oh, my God. But like, I wish what you I'm were saying my teacher. Can you be with, my teacher, please? Yeah, without this curriculum, without what the teacher had already taught them, mm. they wouldn't have been able to do this. And it was just such a beautiful thing that none of us ever really got to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we talked about in our education episode how important teachers are and how a lot of the issues that our society deals with could be fixed a lot earlier if kids were supported better. And I think this curriculum is just one way to really build better people. Yeah. And totally. if we have better people, then we're going to have a better province. So, As and also think about like, okay, so, so we talked about it from like the queer perspective, right? But what about like your, your, like your run of the mill straight white dude mm-hmm. who is like, oh, gay people mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. like think about how much how much how many big like how how much that could impact the world like that that little boy is gonna totally. grow up and mm-hmm. be a big man because on our make, playground we gonna... were calling everyone gay yes. you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh that's so gay same dude, same no, dude. born bigoted like you need to yeah. learn and unlearn these behaviors yes and if we just teach fucking everybody early on that everything's okay and every identity is valid it'll stop so much bullying and mm-hmm. that's what this 
effing sex ed curriculum is doing, sorry, health curriculum is doing, mm-hmm. they're they're complaining that they didn't um, interview enough parents to make sure they were fine with it. They interviewed 4,000 parents. That's a, oh that's a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a lot. lot. In no other curriculum, like in science, you're not like, what do all the parents think about <laughs> this biology segment? Do you believe in evolution? Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh my God, can you imagine? Um, all right. So. Sorry, that was a lot. I no, no, that's no good. this is great. This is one of the one of the things we wanted yeah. to talk so about. The so the liberals brought that in in 2015. Yes, and, and the it NDP has gotten some blowback. It's uh, well, and the NDP supported it, mm-hmm. but it has got some. Uh, it's gotten some blowback, uh, mainly, honestly, from the Progressive Conservative Party. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like, like, and they made this a big issue in their leadership race in March. Mm-hmm. The term. They're teaching kids anal sex in classrooms, which Loki is really funny. Because <laughs> you kept you kept hearing Tanya Greenwich Allen on this on this debate, one of the PC uh, leadership candidates, idiot, uh, being like, they're teaching kids anal sex in classrooms, and like I was just watching this, being like, oh my god, you, she knows not. she knows yeah. not what she says. <laughs> um, also, this document is available to everyone. Yeah, you so can go on and read it. You so can see for yourself. Just, this is just an example, right, of, like, people making this a wedge issue. Because if they actually, like, read what it said, then you would know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, um, the NDP were supportive of this, but Doug Ford mm-hmm. uh, has made this an election issue. Dougie Trump said he would repeal it. Yeah. Dougie Trump said he would repeal uh, sex ed, the, the sex ed curriculum that the liberals implemented, which um, you've, you've already heard sounds pretty fine. So, we all know that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Kate, if you're undecided, that's fine. Go. If you're undecided, yeah, that's fine. Go on and read it yourself. It's yeah. So well, here's so the thing about the PC election platform. It's really hard to figure out what they stand for, um, and I think they've done this on purpose. They have not released their platform yet, and so if you Google Doug Ford LGBTQ two. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything, or nothing queer. nice comes up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's for sure. Um, but or you, or if you Google Doug Ford Health, you get one thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas from the Liberals and NDP, you have a full costed platform or budget. So it's really long and painful to read, and but it's really it's still there. Yeah. Um, what do you remember? What else uh, Ford said he would do? Uh, well, more broadly speaking, his big plan is to cut a bunch of money from the provincial budget. So we know that that money is going to come from social services mm-hmm. that are going to be really beneficial for the queer community. Yeah, he says he'll find $6 billion in, quote, efficiencies, unquote, which basically means... Show us where you're getting that money, Yeah, please. yeah. Oh, it comes from firing teachers, firing nurses, and firing the people that make our province actually work. And by the way, they've said they'll release their platform a couple... or Yesterday or the day before, they said they, they'll release their platform in, quote, a couple weeks. A couple weeks from <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. is the day before the election. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's great. Uh, again, Yikes. yeah, it's not mm-hmm. great. So um, we like we wanted to use this as a jumping off point to um, a launch into Doug Ford and uh, talk about um, our election, our LGBT, uh, our queer community election issues. And actually, the first question I want to ask is uh, how. How, how to acronym? <laughs> how do I acronym? How do, how do you acronym? How I, do you I, do that? Um, I every time I try to say LGBTQ two, uh, I have an aneurysm. First of all, because it's hard for me to like formulate in my mouth, but also because I I'm like, am I going to leave anyone out? I, mm-hmm. My so my first advice is this: lose the anxiety. Don't worry about it. Okay. What <laughs> we want to try to promote is like. It's okay. Like, we're all still learning together. Mm-hmm. Oh so if God. you leave something out, that's okay. If, if it's wrong, we can correct each that's other. We can amazing. move forward. But there's no shame in, in trying. Like, if your heart's in the right place, 
then we all just need to move move forward. From Bless. Yeah, okay. Definitely. And like what you're hearing in the LGBTQ2SIA acronym is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, which also uh, is questioning. I think the Q works both ways or there's another Q. So queer and questioning. And then two S is two spirited, which are um, indigenous people who uh, embody both male and female spirits, wow. um, which is like like in our western view like we would be like that's trans but that's something in itself to the indigenous community okay mm-hmm. um and then i is intersex which is someone who was born with ambiguous genitalia or um like intersex chromosomes so there actually wow. are more biological genders as yes. people would call it okay. than male and female mm-hmm. uh the a is asexual um am i forgetting uh anything probably a lot of people this is a great starting point for us, though, who mm-hmm. like who are very supportive supportive of the queer community. And um, uh, offline, we talked about how you can use the word queer. Is that mm-hmm. is that correct? That's our hope. That's yeah. what we we are Fing- bringing to the table. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. We yeah. can use the word queer to encapsulate all of that. Mm-hmm. But we we're supportive, of course, of the queer community, and we want to figure. We want to understand uh, ways that we can do that better. Mm-hmm. We can better support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys. And one way to do that is through voting. Yes! <laughs> Great segue. Amazing. I love you, Kate. Um, like, we talked about this in previous episodes. The thing is, even if an issue doesn't directly impact you, it impacts the people who are important to you in your life, and it impacts your fellow men, women, and Oh, God, here we go. And, and non-gender people. binary. Yeah. Just people. It affects yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Human so beings. It is, yeah, it impacts humans. So... We need to think about everyone else when we're doing our voting. And so some of the stuff we want to talk about might not impact you or I, but will impact someone that you care about or someone that you should care about. Mm. Um, And one thing that the PCs um, have come out against and that I want to talk about is safe injection sites. Mm -hmm. So that should be an issue that we should be thinking about this election. Can you guys speak to that? So, yeah. So what a safe injection site is, is it's a um, governmentally implemented site where individuals who are addicted to any sort of injected drug can go and receive uh, new needles and safe needles so that they're not reusing or sharing needles on the street, which is uh, a huge huge cause of disease transmission, Mm -hmm. um, illness just in general. And so these sites essentially to some people's minds are encouraging drug addiction which is exactly (laughs) not what they're fucking doing Mm -hmm. they're helping people be safe with their addiction because they're addicted either fucking way Mm -hmm. sorry i got super mad about this um and but he's smiling so it's fine (laughs) but yeah a reason why this plays uh heavily into like queer politics is that um a lot of queer youth and queer individuals have addictions because it's not easy growing up queer and like our sex ed wasn't great and like people you know what i mean like trying to fit in whatever Mm -hmm. people struggle people get addicted Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how you do it Mm -hmm. there's no moral stance on that you know what i mean like you're still a human being Mm -hmm. if you're addicted and so why not try to alleviate some of the the negative i guess symptoms of addiction you know Mm -hmm. definitely first step clean tools for it you're not encouraging it but you're also not telling people that they're like gremlins who should shoot up with dirty needles Mm -hmm. you know right this plays into mental health support, right? Like, I think you can um, you can put addiction and mental health together. People mm-hmm. often do because it's uh, like it's a it's a medical condition, mm-hmm. addiction, yes. and um, we need to better support people who are struggling with that. Yeah, um, even from a conservative point of view, yeah, safe injection sites will save the province money. It's because also, yeah, it's you're reducing the amount dude. of time people spend in hospitals. You're reducing the amount of of just plain mortality. Absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm. You said that, Kate. That's so true. And I will say, I work at a community arts organization 
and it is in kind of a rough neighborhood and constantly when I roll up to work there's needles on the ground um, in dark alleys do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we I see this firsthand I see what's happening firsthand and we're trying to get one in the neighborhood actually really mm-hmm. and um, there are some NIMBYs? Uh, conservative conservative neighbors who are mm-hmm. pushing back and saying that it's going to draw in more <laughs> more attic switches but you work in a school right I work in a community arts organization. You work in a community with, arts organization. I work with youth. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. with young people. You want kids to pick up dirty needles? Exactly. exactly. You conservatives? a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Where are these needles going when someone mm-hmm. shoots up on the street, right? Sorry for screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're all yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling. Yelling. It's getting heated. Yeah. Um, also, it goes hand in hand. Like, if these sites, if these... Uh, if these exist, if there's more education on the, these types of things, then then m- these students, these youth, will not be picking up these needles. Mm-hmm. That, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they'll be exposed to it in a way more legitimate and healthy way mm-hmm. yes. than just, you know, it, we're, oh, we're so good at scapegoating. Like, oh, he's an addict. He's awful. He's dirty. He's mm-hmm. gross. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, we need to break down that stigma, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're also part of our, our community. They just are. Community. They're suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back to simple humanity yeah yeah definitely yeah. i think too in toronto at least um neighborhoods are really polarized so you'll go through cabbage town like i bike through cabbage town to get to the east end every week and you're going down this really nice street and there's like golden retrievers everywhere and like strollers and families and you turn golden down retrievers. one corner that's like that's the a sign, sign of, of well. upper middle class no, yeah, yeah white people no dogs. you guys those retrievers are addicts too <laughs> <laughs> hey the, sorry they not funny step I on <laughs> um and then you turn and you go right through a housing uh, a social housing area and they are right beside each other you can't say that those are two different communities absolutely, absolutely. yeah as much as the cabbage towners would like to mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. fucking nimbies okay um <laughs> yeah take us along kate <laughs> yeah kate's, kate's hung over but she's driving this episode forward <laughs> our, our dd tonight oh my yeah God, bless uh, you great. i don't have a driver's license FYI, yeah so summer goals yeah we could crash um the other thing that kind of runs with safe injection sites is um, blood donation. So right now in Canada mm. and in Ontario, um, gay men are not allowed to um, donate blood, which people desperately need, mm-hmm. unless they've been abstinent for a year. I'll, 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 put an asterisk. I'll put an asterisk on that. It's actually MSM. Mm. Men, men people, who have sex people. with men, right? Because uh, I, I don't even, yeah. I get, men no, is like too. No, Tara, you're, you're right. Like yeah. it is yeah. like so, which is much wider. Trans women, like it affects, uh, and uh, then straight men too. You know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah, right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, right. Or right. by yeah. men. See, like, this is a moment of learning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even the person. No, it's a really hot button topic right mm-hmm. now in the queer community it's something that a lot of us are furious about mm-hmm. like, like myself included like there is a huge need for blood right now and you know just because I'm a lonely sucker who still can give blood um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you outing Jesse comes <laughs> for over a year I never thought I'd live to see the day but no for real wow. like it's, it's, it's it is a stereotype it got real. that gays are hypersexual but mm-hmm. it, of my personal friend group and of our personal friend group we're hard pressed to find someone who could donate blood and I have to walk by the fucking blood bank on my way home every day and they're out there and I always just say 
I'm gay. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know what you want me to say right now. Like, I feel guilty. I wish I could give him my blood. Mm, yeah. But I have a lot of sex. I'm a normal human being. Yeah. You know, or like a normal sexual human being. Hell yeah, know. dude. It's the stigma. It's the stereotype that falls mm-hmm. upon us again. That yeah. just makes me so angry. This is my anxiety. If you're asexual, you're valid. I said normal human being. It's okay to not have sex. Oh my god. I'm a normal, sexually yes. active human being. Yeah. Corrections corner. Mm-hmm. Good save. Free corrections. I love you. Asterisk. I love you. I can't say that word. <laughs> um, Kate, anything you want to say about MSM blood donation? Um, well, I think we can all agree it's fucked up that yeah. certain people aren't allowed to give blood, which everyone needs. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Don't it, they test the blood anyway? They do. Like, you can't give blood if you have a disease, whether it's, like, something that is commonly associated with men or people who have sex. Oh, my God. With, <laughs> no, you're oh doing my it. God, doing I can't, it. With it goes, MSM. Don't worry. Don't have anxiety yeah. about it. It's fine. We're all learning together. <laughs> Which would be, like, HIV, AIDS. Exactly. But it's yeah. also stuff, like, if you've been to, like, an African country for a while, you yeah. don't want you to give blood. There's Which is so antiquated. Or right. on a tattoo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like mm-hmm. yeah. so, things we were thinking about so, 40 fucking years ago. Yeah, Jesus so that's Christ. something that we need to ask of our political leaders to change mm-hmm. these rules. Because, as we have all agreed, it's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Next thing. All right, can we talk about, for a second, what the significance is of... Kathleen Wynne being a queer woman is <laughs> it's pretty gigantic okay um, I, I have my own feelings on the issue I don't know if you guys would agree no with please me, take it away I feel yeah like a lot of the vitriol being thrown her way is because not only is she a woman it's because she's a gay woman yes. homophobia and misogyny are alive and well and I think we're seeing it enacted daily against mm-hmm. her because people don't even know her policy they don't even know what she stands for and they hate her mm-hmm. they viscerally hate her yeah. I know someone who runs a polling firm and when he does focus groups he asks people why they hate Kathleen Wynne and they can't come up with answers mm-hmm. only when yeah. he digs so really that does, deep that... only when he digs really deep can he find like you know that. so that answer is loud and clear because isn't I it? think people like I think, like, a lot of people in Ontario, like, understand, like, political correctness, and they're like, I'm not supposed to hate gay people now. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. It's not fine. It's but not cool. thing about her now. <laughs> wrong way, the wrong way. It must be because she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. They don't, yeah, and, and the woman thing, too. Like, they, they like, they, a lot of people, like, find her preachy or, like, all the things they said about Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. which, who is problematic in her own right. If she then. was a man, they'd be like, wow, well-spoken and strong. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Assertive. Yeah. No, well, for sure. So assertive. Yeah, at- I think, I think the issue is that this is a pal- like a palatable kind of bigotry because mm. it's like mm. no one is saying or I mean some people are but most people aren't saying over oh, they don't like her because she's a woman or because she's queer it's because she's just too much or she's mm-hmm. she's annoying yes. or she's frustrated she yes. gives lectures and it she yeah. talks down to people yes like, no she's an intelligent woman mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. and and let's not and let's not um uh, I don't. I don't want to condescend people like this. I, like I think this. I think this uh, queer woman thing big issue for people, mm-hmm. whether they want to say it or not. But you're also we're coming on the heels of 15 years of liberal good point government, mm-hmm. good point. and uh, and Kathleen Wynne was not in power for most of that time. But she is the predecessor of Dalton McGuinty, um, who left kind of in a disgraced way, and people are mad about like their lives. Like, can't, we're so lucky to live here, but people yeah. are people struggle, and mm-hmm. like, there's like lots of their stuff that people are going through. And Mad about the scandals, but now a gay woman is in charge. Oh my god, <laughs> that's, that's the three strikes. <laughs> you're, you're out, sister. You're out. Uh, I have a friend, Rob Salerno, who writes for Extra Magazine, and he uh, had an article today that I 
really wanted to sort of highlight. So mm-hmm. if I may. Let's please. do it. Just wrote, you know, Kathleen Wynne actually achieved a huge amount when yes. she was in power. Mm. She just Let's hear it. She just fucking did. Yeah. Enhanced pensions, free post-secondary tuition for most students, wait, free pharmacare. Asterix, the pensions thing, that went not that not only uh went into Ontario, but the whole country. Kathleen Wynne in 2014 promised, and I know this is boring because like none of us are getting pensions anytime soon, but all of us are going to benefit from this policy. In 2014, she promised an expansion of the uh, pension plan um, that would basically give more money to people that are old. And um, the uh, federal government was like, you know what? You don't need to do that. We're going to do that for everyone. And so thank you. Thank you, Kathleen Wynne. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Among the, the, the list the, in front of me right here. Yeah. <laughs> free pharmacare for under uh, 25s and over 65s, rent control, labor mm. reform, boosted minimum wages, expanded daycare access, police reform, massive infrastructure investment. These are the hallmarks of Wynne's five years. And a hundred, hundreds of thousands of students, post-secondary students, who went to school for free this year. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you guys, wait. When she's on her period, doesn't she have to hide from bears? <laughs> I'm really confused. Can she, like, not govern, like, once a month? I don't, I don't feel safe right now. Bless you. I never go camping or swimming in the ocean for sharks. <laughs> so she's not a few to protect she us. Can't. And, 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 and as so the leader... So many sharks in Ontario. Guys, and as the leader of our province, she has her finger on the, on the, on the nuclear weapons, right? Definitely. Yeah, and, and she can't control her urges. Oh, you can't have an indecisive one. Women. No, no, no. Handling no. that much power. No, no. God. So yeah, like I, I mean, say what you will about her. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And many people do. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of people came from her, like specifically about the new health curriculum. Yeah. And this is this is her quote to those throwing sort of the vitriol mm-hmm. at her. Mm-hmm. What is it that especially disqualifies me for the job that I'm doing? Is it that I'm a woman? Is it that I'm a mother? Is it that I have a master of education? Is it that I was a school council chair? Is it that I was the Minister of Education? What is it exactly that this member opposite thinks disqualifies me from doing the job that I'm doing? (laughs) That was Tara, not Elliot. (laughs) Oh my god, are we the same? Um, Yeah, so I I, I won't speak for the rest of you, but uh, I would like to send a personal thank you out to Kathleen Wynne uh, because I get free birth control when I go to the pharmacy and that's pretty dope. Oh, (laughs) Kirk. And <laughs> you know what? Things can change. There's still two weeks before the election. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if Kathleen a- Wynne is not the next premier of Ontario or does not continue to be the premier of Ontario, I think we should. I I say thank you. I'll go sappy. I'll meet you at that sap right now <laughs> and say personally, uh, Elliot and I have a favorite night during Pride. It's called Starry Night. It's when everyone comes together. We have a bunch of drag queens. We have people in power come and talk. It's very inspiring. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. And the last four years we've been, Kathleen Wynne was there with her entire family. And she got up to speak. And there wasn't a dry eye in the park. And for so many reasons there wasn't. but, But the reason that sticks out for me is fucking representation. Yes. Like finally we as a queer community get to see someone that represents us in high level of government that is that does not fall short on us mm-hmm. so for that reason i'm going to say thank you if you're listening kathleen premier win <laughs> We heart you. <laughs> We're not going to vote for you. This time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> To sum up, I think people have full right to criticize her and her policies and mistakes they think that the Liberal government has made in the past 15 years, mm-hmm. um, including her predecessor, because that is a legacy that she does have to carry. Yep. Yes. Um, but thinking she's disqualified because she's a woman or because she is a lesbian is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and coming from Kate. Um, And speaking of misogyny All business Kate Yeah (laughs) Speaking of misogyny um, Let's dedicate a couple minutes to Our favorite misogynist Dougie Trump Dougie Trump Doug Ford I like your smile Kathleen Oh my god I like your smile That's really good acting (laughs) You guys should see your face Guys Guys That is what Many years of theater school brought me (laughs) (laughs) Please YouTube the debate It's so difficult to it's watch. Oh, and you should say this. Maybe episode. we should reenact. This oh episode. This episode will air for our listeners tomorrow on Sunday, um, May twenty seventh. There is a provincial debate in this province. You can watch the three leaders. Watch it. Mm-hmm. See what you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what you think. Yeah, draw your own conclusions. Yeah. And bring see a lot what of responsible alcohol. good old Horvath says. But <laughs> let's talk about misogyny and let's Ugh. talk about Doug Ford. Let's mm-hmm. talk about what he what Well, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about Doug Ford and misogyny isn't just him being a creepy looking guy, but it's also that um which Tom mentioned earlier is he wants to get rid of abortion for women or anyone who's under the age of eighteen. Uh, he wants to make sure that they have uh, permission from their parents. Yeah, which in a lot of cases would yes. make it inaccessible <clears throat> yes. entirely. Um, can Part you of the wonderful thing about living in our country is doctor-patient confidentiality, mm-hmm. and to go against that is is fucking terrible. It's Please un- mansplain it's un- abortion to our two female co-hosts right now. <laughs> I was not mansplaining abortion. I was mansplaining <laughs> doctor-patient confidentiality. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Tom is, is he's not only mansplaining, yeah. but he's manspreading all over the <laughs> Well, uh, just personally, I had... <laughs> yikes. Um, I had uh, some friends in high school who I know that this issue affected very dearly and I'm not going to like speak for anyone but seeing what these people went through and the ability to bypass mm. their parents consent mm-hmm. hugely was important. huge it, yeah. it would have been so detrimental to the experience that was already detrimental to their mental health and their well-being um just let these fucking young women do what they want with their mm, own body absolutely. like it's not a tattoo like this is a yeah. fucking abortion like yeah. it's so important and a lot of parents don't see eye to eye with children and if you have a differing view on this, I think it's your body, your choice, obviously, mm-hmm. and you should still fucking get it. And you can't rely on people's parents to know what's best for their kids, because that's their baby, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to get dark, but some peop- some women would literally rather die than tell their parents that they were pregnant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, And then forcing these women not to be able to get the care that they need might lead them to an illegal abortion, which, um, not to be super dark, could <laughs> actually lead to them dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Super, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or other things so and it's also Uh. just it speaks to how he feels about the rights that women have if he's willing to take this away he's oblivious i i I, fuck her with daughters too eh? Mm oh yeah yeah anyway sorry shaking my goddamn head yeah um i wanted to touch on a few things from his past because it was difficult trying to find any of ford's um, anything, <laughs> literally yeah. anything. He has no. He has no, no platform because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he has some said some disparaging things about the LGBT community that I just want to throw out there right now. So famously, his brother Rob Ford, who's the mayor of Toronto, 
um, de- uh, decreed that he would never attend Pride. Mm. Um, and Doug Ford stood behind his brother by saying, that's right, uh, what makes me want to go to um, to a festival with a bunch of middle-aged men with uh, with their pot, sorry, with their pot bellies Tom's running around naked. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Also, they That's went, what pride is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Correct. Nailed it. Head, yeah, head in the nail. They also would just leave town. Not even not go, but they would leave town for the weekend of pride. Right. Yeah. And, and whoever, and to whoever, I'm not a queer, I'm not a queer person, but to whoever says that that's just symbolism, I think that speaks... I think that is symbolism, and I think that speaks worlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then e- even more troubling, maybe, or just as troubling, uh, was that there was Ford Fest many years ago, and there was... TBT. A, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make Canada great again. Um, mm-hmm. When there was a rainbow-waving protester at Ford Fest, and so when Doug Ford was asked to comment on that... Oh, oh, oh sorry, the rainbow-waving protester was sort of like shunned and told to go away oh nice he said uh, you can't show up to a yankees game with a red Sox hat on so like the writing's on the wall no this guy the writing's on the fucking wall (laughs) perk up your ears yeah go find it um also to that fact too we've spoken to this on our podcast but he's backed by evangelical preachers who are historically Mm anti-lgbtq yeah and he has candidates that have had really problematic uh rhetoric about uh LGBT or quit the queer community. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use that because no, you're doing no, great. No, please do. Yeah, do do do. Um, and I mean, they did fire Tanya Greenwich Allen, but people like Tanya Greenwich Allen are crawling all over um, the Ford uh, team and absolutely uh, and the province. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Tanya Greenwich Allen believes in conversion therapy for gay people. So, yep. If we can find this information about candidates on the internet in. 15, 10 minutes, oh two minutes, mm-hmm. Just then a they have seen it. The yeah. people who are running these campaigns. Yeah. And to say that even if they haven't seen it, that's just, that's just poor, that's just a bad job done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no excuse for even letting these people in the door. Yeah. Right. You're oblivious or you're an mm-hmm. idiot or yeah. you're probably both. Yeah. yeah. And neither of those are, like, reasonable characteristics to have. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why... I shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's so crucial to vote um, because... Don't like. I know that it's easy to get really, um, just down on everything that's going on these days. the The election of Donald Trump was like very depressing, and mm. f- things like that make you feel. And 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 not just that. Actually, I feel like it's the little tiny things, like the passing of the tax bill in the United States, or stuff stuff like that 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 make you feel like there's like a wheel that's just like crushing you, and you're just like I. I don't, nothing I will ever do will make a difference, but it actually does. Because think about it. If you and thousands of other people think like you, which they do, uh, that your vote is not going to matter, mm-hmm. then it, then it, uh, it will matter and it will elect a Donald Trump. Yes. Mm-hmm. Young people did not show up to vote in the last 2016 U.S. election and look who's in power. I, it, it, it it makes a huge difference that individual people get out and exercise their right. And listen, you have probably at least four profiles and platforms online. Talk about it. Ask your friends. Talk to the community. Be vocal about this. Be fucking active in things that matter to you and your life and the people who you love. Like, Right. More specifically, like, 
talk to your parents about this. Mm -hmm. Talk to your aunt and uncle. Talk to your grandparents. Talk to your crotchety old, you know, next door neighbor about these policies. Like, mm-hmm. look them up and talk because those are the people, you know what I mean? Like, those are the hearts and minds you're going to change. Exactly. Because when you ask your mother, why do you hate Kathleen Wynne or your grandmother? Why do you hate Kathleen Wynne? And well, she just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, it's like, no. And you don't have to vote for Kathleen Wynne. Like, in fact, I think that we've established in this episode that the NDP have a great platform for the queer community and also for everyone. But. But but go out and vote. Even, like, you need to, like, yes. yes. It, it makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Yeah, and even if you're someone who feels that we're really lucky to live in Canada and the stuff that goes on in the U.S. doesn't really matter for us because we live here and everyone has health care and we're doing a lot better comparatively. The thing is, that safety blanket is fake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's thin. And it is very thin because, as we've seen with Doug Ford, these policies can get rolled back in a minute. Mm-hmm. And it is our responsibility to make sure that they don't. Can I ask both of your undecided opinion on mm-hmm. strategic voting? Because right now, um, as like a semi-informed, not very well-informed voter, uh, I want to do everything in my power to make sure that mm-hmm. um, Doug Ford doesn't doesn't win this election. Mm-hmm. And as everything we've just said about Kathleen Wynne, that means not voting for the liberals, right? So what, what's your stance on that? So strategic, uh, I want to I want to get Kate's opinion, but strategic voting is kind of like a tragedy because if you think about uh, like what happened in the U.S. election, and I know I keep going back to that, but it is, it's, we ha- we're seeing a very similar situation here. We're, see- we're seeing two female candidates against a, a populist, bigoted male candidate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the thing about the uh, U.S. election was that the polls before the election were showing Hillary Clinton in the lead. We thought Hillary Clinton was safe. On election night, we had a party here. We had a party. So we also did that. Yeah, yeah. We had a party. We had fried chicken and macaroni, and we it was like girl bubbles. Oh my god! We were like, we had a projector up on the wall, and we were like, "It's gonna be so fun." Around midnight, we were like. <laughs> <laughs> And I literally, it got, the party turned very sad. And Have you seen that SNL sketch where they have yeah. like a Hillary uh, election uh, party and all the white people are like, yay, Hillary's going to win. And then there's like two black guys in the room and they're like, well, no. Yeah. And yeah. then like as the party, they like started crying mm-hmm. and they were heaving and like the like people of color in the room were like, well, yeah, we knew this. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. Look at these idiots. Well, and it's, but it's crazy how like, um, to your point, like how these polling outlets, like, and, and that's what we're looking at right now when we've mentioned it before in the episode, the, the polls, like they 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 survey a very specific kind of population that are willing to answer votes mm-hmm. or sorry answer voting questions and like that i i think that tends to skew things a little bit uh, even if you even if it's like quote unquote random you still have to have people who have time to answer these things and like you know there's a lot of factors that play in so what i will say about strategic voting is it's kind of sad because like you see you see like Andrea Horvath surging in the polls like who knows if that's what really like the province like if that's what it feel if what they if, sorry excuse me sorry to interrupt it's so hot in Toronto the doors are open so you're hearing weird like background people oh, yeah. talking it's not part of the podcast yeah 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 <laughs> we it's, just need to breathe enjoy the ambiance <laughs> <laughs> this is it's so casual we're yeah. just in a, we're just in a student apartment and there's twinkly right lights now. yeah mm-hmm. um, and to finish my thought I won't go on for too, more, too much longer but people look at the polls and they strategic vote based on that so I think if you're looking at what's going on out there right now, 
you're you're looking at you've got an Andrea Horvath um, uh, government, even a majority government. But we don't know if that's what people are actually thinking right now. So what I would say is vote with your heart. Listen to your heart when it's calling for you. <laughs> because I... I <laughs> Jesse, auto-tune that. <laughs> Jesse, background vocal. Can we do Jesse, harmony? Two-part harmony? Listen to your heart. Um, I, think that's, I think it's really important because we honestly, it's really hard to understand like what people are actually feeling. So what uh, I'm hearing is go off policy, do your own research, know who you're voting for, and don't necessarily listen to undecided. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Get like, I'm so glad that you brought that up because undecided, I am undecided. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I legitimately am. Yeah. I, I, I might strategic vote. Like, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to vote for the NDP. And I feel like... And I want to vote for the... Like, mm -hmm. NDP has my heart. Like, I want to vote for the NDP. And I feel like if you're... Here's the thing. I feel like if you're looking at the platforms and you're like, I could stand an NDP government or I would love an NDP government and also it looks like in the polls they're doing well, then I see no problem with that. How Mm -hmm. about... That's a nice little middle of the mill answer. Uh Yeah. uh Yeah. It's also important to note that you're voting for the candidate in your riding too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you need to make sure that who is going to be representing your community is someone that you actually like. Right. Thank you, Kate. And take That's that into like, account. <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, like, the rest of us are screaming. We're it's like, well, actually, guys, we're all here's old. the reason why you're we're actually We're all old and like running around with our heads cut off, and Kate's like, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what strategic do you voting, I'm like, I we've talked about doing an episode just about strategic voting because yeah. it's something that I'm still pretty confused about. I agree with Tara in that I don't really want to trust polls obliquely, and I do really think that it needs to be informed by your individual needs and experience mm-hmm. um but at the same time i'm it's a lot also, to leave to fate yeah it is and it's it's also really scary when we have such a polarizing race right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in fact i would like to say that kate and i kind of didn't really get our shit together until doug ford was elected mm-hmm. and then like we 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 were thinking about launching the podcast in january and then we were just like yeah it took us like three weeks us, of drinking and so, talking and uh, yes Wait, you mean donald trump right <laughs> yeah i mean donald trump <laughs> Doggy trump yeah for a second but we honestly like we we, we were just kind of like gonna, we were gonna do it for fun we were just like, it's fun it's mm-hmm. just like fun we'll just talk about politics that'd be so cute but then like doug ford was elected leader and we were like oh shit Mm -hmm. we need to do something right um so i i just wanted to say that because i think that like if you are a fiscal conservative out there if 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 any fiscal conservatives are listening to this i feel like they would have turned off like half an hour yeah like sorry if you're still listening but uh, but (laughs) if you're if you're a fiscal conservative vote, (laughs) vote liberal like is seriously like if you're a fiscal conservative if you like want to balance the budget or some shit like uh, i don't know like what but actually no don't vote liberal because they're running a higher deficit than ndp right but uh, yeah i don't know do your own research do whatever you want um kate just tell us all how to vote <laughs> i guess that i have never voted before so i'm i'm running blind we here. actually have no idea what the, yeah. the deficits of either party mm-hmm. will be because apparently there's been counting accounting issues with both which i don't want to get into but all right on that not so good, fun note. yeah let's let's okay. segue yeah here, we, need, we need to I let's do a, something fun. i have a good segue okay <laughs> take it away <laughs> Oh, wait, this, <laughs> so Elliot and I, in preparation for meeting with you two, because we're very, very stupid, and we want to always highlight that. 
Oh my god, we were all so stressed. We sat down to try to like, you know, sift through the policies. It was really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. We were really stressed about it. <laughs> what does this mean? But then we what started talking about like over four years? we started like really gaying it up and like mm-hmm. we we're like We were soul searching. Getting Don't it lie. up. We started soul searching about the parties and we thought who are the actors or Disney princes slash princesses that represent these party leaders? Slash, <laughs> because we want, yeah, that's right. <laughs> slash not gender binary royalty. Yeah. If Disney would just fucking step their shit up. So we, we <laughs> thought of Doug Ford as, um, we had a few options. Ursula the Sea Witch. Yeah. No. Second was Anne Hathaway at the Golden Globes. Oh, the worst <laughs> of all. You should have yeah. saved that for last. I for yeah. real. Yeah. Wait, who, who was Anne Hathaway at the Golden Globes? Oh, she was Anne yeah, Hathaway yeah. at the Golden Globes. Yeah, Doug yeah. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> losing I, I shit. suggested Shrek, and you said, no, Shrek has a heart. <laughs> he has a heart of gold. How Stop. true. It's true. It's true. Tell me. <laughs> right? Um... So who do we have for Kathleen Wynn? Should what did we settle on? Oh, I know. You didn't know who we were talking about. But do you guys know, maybe any millennials listening will know, that actually Jesse and I decided on together that Doug Ford is Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective. Squeeze me? It's like a 1989 Disney movie. Whoa. Anyone in the room? Any of our producers? Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Google Radigan right now from The Great Mouse Detective. Google That's up. That's Doug Ford. <laughs> Okay. Who is Andrew Horvath? Um, I said Andrew Horvath was Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. I can feel that. Yeah, like she sort of like everyone's responsible vibe. aunt who mm-hmm. like eats yogurt. Also, yeah. Joan. Yeah. <laughs> also, who, who who like tries to explain stuff at the dinner? Who she was like, you are going to lose if you don't if yeah. you don't if you yeah. don't eat your soup. Yeah. So you need don't be rude. Yeah. Hey, you stop that right or, now. Or, or, or she's or she's the nutritionist aunt who's like, yeah. actually. You need to eat smelted grains because yeah. because because sprouted grains are important. Elliot, for which for your poops? Uh, which Anne Hathaway was? Which she? she was uh, Anne Hathaway in Les Mis. I feel Whoa. she was. I dreamed a dream. Anne Hathaway. Oh yeah. Um, but she also was suffering for her work. Um, oh fuck! She was somebody else too, and I I'm now I'm forgetting it. You oh, you said no, this, no, and I like she it. was Joan Cusack in my mind in a lot of different roles. Mm. That makes sense to me. I. No, nope, reference just is me. lost on me. She's um um oh. Melissa McCarthy in Gilmore Girls. Yeah, that's oh so white of me. That's God. so white. No, no, that was the most accurate one, dude. <laughs> no, that's or, so true. Okay, but like, but guys, who's Anne Suzuki. Hathaway in The Princess Diaries? I'm just kidding. But I feel like Anne Kate. Hathaway in. <laughs> <laughs> Lean into it. I love it. No, Anne Hathaway in. Oh, you, you go. I feel like Anne Hathaway in The Devil Wears Prada is Kathleen Wynn. But yeah. it's like pre, pre come up, Anne Hathaway is now Kathleen Wynn. Yeah. If you can do the math on that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's Andy, yeah. like getting yeah, because, pushed around. Yeah. Because, yeah, oh, because, yeah. Because everyone's like, ah, oh, you're like, Meh. Yeah. And like her boyfriend's like being mean to her even mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to say gay. that Kathleen Wynn was kind of a Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. because like the patriarchy really killed her. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's like we're all rooting for her, but oh man, she's leveled. Can you leveled. come on our podcast every week? <laughs> uh, You're yes. way funnier than Kate and I. I'm for me and me. I just gasp, but it's true. <laughs> can okay. I hear what you guys would say? We can also. Oh my god, Kate, we, we, we haven't had time to conference. Oh my god, I know that was oh rude. God, we should have so put so them on rude. the spot. This so is hard. Doug Ford is the toad. <laughs> from Ooh. the princess and the frog, you're already killing. Or it. from or the the frog and the princess and the frog, but not the prince. Like he doesn't. Ooh, I was thinking X Men Toad, but I also like. Ooh, that. Or, or or um the toad in um 
oh shit what's it called the it's like an old oh shit no I'm I not gonna I feel like I know what you're trying to say the toad in the um, wind in the willows Anyone? Anyone? With the with the high pants and yes. the really long that legs. That toad is yes. so kind. <laughs> no, he just like it just aesthetically. Aesthetically, he's the toad. Oh, aesthetically, yeah, yeah I got that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um but internally, he's like, uh, like he's like Maleficent. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot said that one too. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, same wavelength. The thing is, though, I feel like all the Disney villains have like a degree of panache. Exactly. That Doug Ford just that's where we have. Wow, that's a very it. good point. You know? Like, Except at least for Maleficent, like, looked cool and, like, spoke well and, I don't know, was, like, yeah. hot. Yeah. But Doug all Ford Disney is. villains spoke well because, speak well because they're Disney. <laughs> and it's not fair. <laughs> it's Can't not fair. we just have <laughs> our <laughs> elected <laughs> officials <laughs> as cool as Disney villains? Come on, <laughs> that's so much to ask. Um, uh, Kathleen Wynne, um, I'm, I'm moving, I'm moving on the political spectrum. I'm moving to the center now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Kate? Any, any ideas? Oh God, I don't know. Um, she, I didn't have a TV until I was 12. So I'm like, she's like, I'm, so I'm, I'm not helpful. Oh, yo, is she like Lizzie McGuire? <gasps> yes. Because like, because like there's some people that like her, like only the nerds. <laughs> I gotta say, I do not know who Lizzie McGuire is. You're too old for Lizzie Oh my I mean, God. I know who she is, but I, like it's Hilary Duff. She's and like some, Lizzie McGuire sort of. or there's like a... Um, you guys are probably too old for this too. Life with Derek. Yes. Um, the like girl who snorts the um the like um, pixie sticks. No, no, no. Um, the like cocaine. <laughs> it's a it's a nasal spray for people with allergies, and she walks around and she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you got the audio of that. <laughs> I feel like that's Kathleen Wynn. and then Andrew Horvath is. Wait, I think, why? <laughs> I think because. Like Kathleen Wynn, but I don't know. Kathleen Wynn's kind of cool. Like she speaks well and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Actually, she is the most uh, articulate. Okay, of all of I them. think I think I can do it in Hogwarts houses. Thanks. Yes, I think this is very clear. Yeah. Okay, Kathleen Wynn is obviously Gryffindor. Yes, Andrew Horvath is obviously, obviously Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Like oh, unbelievably oh so. Are we? And are we connected? I think we are. Okay. Um, and then Doug Ford is clearly Slytherin. Like Slytherin. The, the, the like the dumb Slytherins. Oh my God, he's Crab he, and Goyle. He is both he's Crab, crab and, Goyle. and Goyle. He is both Crab okay, and Goyle. These references are lost on me. I'm Thank you for distilling all of my thoughts into into um into into Hogwarts. Okay, Does that great. make Kathleen win Ravenclaw? No, Kath- Oh, she could be a Ravenclaw. No, but she's well. She's, okay, it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. True. If you're if you're um if you're a socialist um and you. And you're like tired of like the political class. She's Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, if you're just like coming into this, and you're just coming into this election, and you're like trying to understand like what's going on, she's definitely Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. She has done like a lot of cool shit. She's a lot of spirit. She's Hermione. Mm-hmm. She's Harry Potter. Okay. I'm done. Thank you for that. I can't. <laughs> um, um, we usually always like to end this on a high note, and I'm really glad. Like I feel like we just did that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Thanks for indulging us in that. <laughs> yeah. That was the best, that was, yeah, the best conversation. Great the silver lining. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, is this, is this the end? I think, <gasps> I think we've reached is it. Is this the end? How Before, many singing montages are you going to have in this episode? <laughs> Two more. This is the end. <laughs> I have to limit myself to one drink on podcasts. Can we go around the table and just say, please go vote? Each of mm-hmm. us individually. I'll start. Please go vote on June 7th in Ontario. Find the place that you need to go vote and fucking go vote. Mm-hmm. Please go vote. We will have a resource to how you go vote on undecidedpodcast.com coming next week. Fabulous. We'll steal that resource for Do You Queer What I Queer also. Mm-hmm. Dick Wick. Yeah. Please, please, 
please vote. If you We're can't make it on you. June 7th, you can make it earlier. There's yeah. pre-voting. You can register online. It's really not that hard. I'm going to ump the ante here. Uh, choose five people in your life. The five Holy people who you shit. think will not vote or probably won't vote. And make sure, hold them to it on June 7th. You text all of them in the morning. Remind them to vote. Remind them again in the afternoon. And make sure they do that in the evening. Five people with the homework. So manageable. <laughs> yeah. That's t- you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone can just do that. So that's Huge. what we have to do. Without further ado, thank you so much, Undecided. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dickwick. <laughs> oh yeah, and I really we need to plug you right now. Can you give us all of your handles where to find oh, people? That's like- Tara's job. I know none of them. Thanks, we're, Jesse. On Twitter, we are at undecided underscore pod, and on Instagram, we're at undecided podcast. Follow us. DM us comment on our stuff let us know what you think ask us to talk about issues that you care about and we'll try to get to it next week on our millennial roundtable amazing you can find us on twitter at dickwick instagram at dickwick you can find us facebook uh do you queer what i queer patreon dickwick uh email do you queer what i queer at gmail.com and just fucking yell at us you know Sorry, that's just just scream. We'll scream back. <laughs> we love you. We love Yay. you. Bye. 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 Bye.